Well, it ended up that the killer was the shy 14-year-old girl that everybody picked on. Except she wasn't... Baby, you're supposed to be in the cabin. Let's go. Wait, what happened to the killer? Hello and welcome back to Scream 101. You are Brennan. Yeah, and you're Sergio. That's who I am. Um, I was just thinking, should we, in case we ever get lo- new listeners, should we like describe what the show is at the top of the show every time? Um, like, welcome f- back to Scream 101, the show where a horror expert shows non-horror experts horror movies. We'll clean it up. All right, cool. Like you can pat, you can like, you can work on that for the next episode. Okay, yeah, I'll think. About I'm it. down with that. Okay, cool. And for those who are lo- luna- <laughs> lunatics, who, oh yeah, you'd have to be. Is but, that the name of our fan base? Yeah, um, like little for, monsters. Let me finish a okay, sentence. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but for <laughs> for those who are new listeners, like that little intro you just gave is perfect. Okay, great. Thank you. Um, also, it is very very hot. Um, for some reason, even though August is almost over. Oh, we're going to go into a heat wave soon. Did you know that? I know. It's supposed to be like 102 by Monday. Yeah. It's very upsetting. I mean, I know this episode. Perfect to go back to campus, too. Just oh God. sweating through everything. Yeah. And although this episode will be going out like the first, second, maybe the second weekend in September, mm-hmm. um, we're recording it like in the final waning days of August, and it's terrible. It is. I agree. Um. Anyway. Uh, this is the first week of our slasher month, which I'm very excited about. Woo-woo! But, uh, Slashers. For, yeah. But before They're we review there. Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, let's do 10-word reviews of movies we have seen in the intervening week. All right. So I'll start us off. All oh, right. great. That's so generous. You're welcome. All right. So here we go. Girls Trip. Cheesy but fun. This trip is a much-needed vacation. Ooh. Okay, my what re- that reminds me of? The X-Files. Yeah. Every time I saw that show as a kid, I felt like I was on a trip to the out to, to, to find the truth. Oh, great. Like, a, okay. I don't have a joke for that. The truth is out uh, there. My review of Girls Trip is the routine comedy that this demographic deserves. Tiffany Haddish excels. She really does. Did you not like the part where I said the truth is out there really quickly? As um, a shout out to our next movie, which is The Big Sick. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was good. That okay, was yeah, great. I forgot about that. There you go. Um, it's in the trailer, so no spoilers, I guess. As heartfelt as it is funny, 2017's Best Picture Dark Horse. Ooh. Oh, you, th- you think it has a chance of getting nominated? That's why it's Dark Horse. Okay. I really yeah. should put Best Picture nominee Dark Horse, uh-huh. but it's I really enjoyed it. Cool. Um, and my review of The Big Sick is a warm-hearted comedy that admits stand-up kind of sucks. <laughs> It's true. And I look, I, I do greatly enjoy stand up, but it's just the movie is actually shows stand up in a way that like, no, it's not always perfect and great. Like sometimes it's kinda bad and that's okay. Yeah. That's true. We we give our we stand in solidarity with our comedians who yes, we do. put on a great show time in, time out, or a terrible show. Exactly. Alright, so our last movie for me is Snatched. Lighthearted and forgettable. A lighthearted and forgettable movie isn't worth committing a felony over. Okay. Because Snatched is stealing. Okay, because you're going to... Okay. And that's yeah, theft. don't don't shoplift Snatched from the local Target or anything. Okay. It's not worth it. Take it from Walmart. Uh, my review of Snatched is Christopher Maloney has a great cameo in this unholy slog. Yeah, it's true. It's good. That's good. I forgot about him. Thank you. 
I think me forgetting about him ties in with my review, which is we already said it and forgettable. Oh, okay. I thought you were just going to read the whole thing again. No. <laughs> okay, great. Um, All right, Brendan. So what are we reviewing this week? We're reviewing Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers. <gasps> and Sleepaway Camp 2. That sounds like something of a sequel. It is. We actually, um, Shannon and I reviewed Sleepaway Camp Who's way Shannon? back when. My co-host for season one of this show. Um, I'm not sure if it's still in the podcast feed, but it. I think it might be. I think I listened to it. Oh, yeah. You know what? Just depending on it's like what week this year, comes out. The year it says two thousand though. Really? I listened to an old episode of yours from season one. I'm gonna assume that it was this one. Uh but like I looked it up and uh it said like the year was from two thousand. Okay, that's a very strange thing. I don't know what's going on there. You uh, wrote it when you were like six. Sure. Oh, okay, yeah. So it's as of recording this, it's it's called it's episode forty two on Happy Campers. But literally, when this episode comes out, it'll push that episode out of the feed. Oh, really? Um, yeah, because we can only fit 100 on that our feed. That can only be one. I know. And that will be me. Yeah. Anyway, so um, you can find it in our archives on podpeople.me. You can download that old episode if you didn't listen to it. It's a really good one, I have to say. Yeah. Um, Sergio is also in it in the background. <laughs> I am very, very not Briefly. Really. Yeah. It's like you have to listen. You have to like pump up your speakers uh-huh. if you but really want to hear me what i'm saying but they acknowledge that i'm there mm-hmm. anyway sorry um if you if you want to catch up on that that's what's going on i showed sergio the movie very recently for my birthday so we could get prepped for this episode you which planned is it in advance for this episode maybe also i wanted to watch it it doesn't surprise me <laughs> that you did that but like not knowing that that was your grand motive like <laughs> You can still surprise me. Uh, yeah, no, I'm 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 a real puppet master. <laughs> you are. You really are. Anyway, I need to read you the plot, but the Blu-ray I accidentally already put back on my shelf. So, so would you mind grabbing it? it? Yeah. All right. Actually, do you want to do the honors of reading the plot? That's three. That's the wrong one. Spoilers. No, that's one. That's the other wrong one. <laughs> you have to put them in order. They are in order. <laughs> Brennan didn't put them in order. Uh, th- one, two, three. It's <laughs> not how I'd put them in order. You have to put them in order alphabetically. Yeah, I mean, it's still alphabetical. Numbers are the alphabet. No, three is before two. Okay, whatever. All right, so, welcome to Camp Rolling Hills. Meet your camp counselor, Angela Baker. She's the kind of counselor who enjoys camp songs, nature walks, board games, and murder. (gasps) Five years after the horrific slaughter at Camp Arawak, Angela, played by Pamela Springsteen of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. What? Really? Apparently she was in that. What? That's what it says on the back. Okay. And she's right. Bruce Springsteen's sister. She is. Uh, she's the boss's sister. Uh, has created a new position for herself as a counselor at Camp Rolling Hills. Angela is about to teach bad campers a brutal lesson in survival when they are sliced, stabbed, drilled, and much worse. Renee Estevez from Heather's an Intruder and Walter Gotel from The Spy Who Loved Me co-star in this outrageous sequel to the original cult classic. Yes. Um. So, yeah. Basically, um, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers for the original Sleepaway Camp. I can't stress this enough. Go watch that. Yeah, really? Um, um, if you're enjoying this episode so far, uh, go back and listen to the first one. Go back and watch the movie. Go back yeah. and watch Sleepaway Camp the first. Yeah, Sleepaway Camp the first is great. We'll get to whether or not we recommend this uh-huh. sequel. But the first one, wholeheartedly. I don't think we need to spoil the like big spoiler. Okay, fine. Well, the I mean, I get... I guess we automatically know who the killer is, though. Yeah. Which is the nature of franchises giving away the endings of earlier movies. Uh-huh. Like, 
all of the Psycho sequels have just Tony Perkins holding a knife on their cover, and it's like, well, I guess I know he's the killer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Although you had a good 22 years in between Psycho 1 and 2, so there's no excuses. Exactly. Anyway, we have not really gotten in touch with this movie at all, and it's been nine minutes. Let's go. Um, Pamela Springsteen is now Angela, grown up and somehow returning to camp so like you know what good for her for for facing her trauma and for turning joining into something society, positive for joining society as a contributing adult yeah that would be like if uh laurie strode got a job at the sanitarium where michael myers was incarcerated i think she did that in scream queens maybe she did but i pretend that show doesn't exist because okay. it wasn't very good I'm getting a look. All right. I don't. No, I wasn't a look. That was just like, where do we go from here? Okay. Well, how about we talk about the movie? All right. Um, as always, we rate uh, out of five on scariness, campiness, FX, and quality. What is your scariness score for Sleepaway Camp Two Unhappy Campers? I gave it two. Really? Wh- why? <laughs> you sound surprised. I'm so shocked right now. Um, I can still surprise you. Uh, so why did I give it two? My little note that I gave to myself was, I didn't know who would <laughs> go, die. Sergio, you're doing a great job. That's my note. Yeah, that's note. <laughs> Yay me. <laughs> All right. I didn't know who would die, okay. but I knew that there would be no shortage of deaths. So that kept me on the edge of my seat. Okay. Waiting to see who was going to die. Okay. More in what order. I think everyone in this movie dies except for two people. Yeah. A bunch of people die off screen, so we don't know if they're alive or not. You still... Um. There's... Uh. You know what? I'll get to that later. What? Um. I gave it one out of five screens. Did I spoil a lot? No. Okay. Um, I gave it one out of five screams. Um, there's kind of sort of tension in the like last 20 minutes. Um, cause basically the way the plot rolls out in the first hour, I mean, this movie is only like an hour and 16 minutes long, so yeah, it's perfect. It's really short. Um, every, um, there are 18 deaths over the course of that hour and 16 minutes, which is an average of one every four minutes at least. Uh-huh. But a lot of them are grouped up at the end, so it's probably... Like, every 10 minutes, one or two people gets murdered. Yeah, it's really quick. Like, you can... Like, I'm sure you can put a timer to it and see yeah. what the... What sort of, um, like, algorithm they use to yeah. set up these death sequences in the script. It is at a steady clip. It's like a porn movie. It's like one dialogue scene and then money shots of yep. murders. Yep. Um, so, it just goes like that for a while. Like, a camper misbehaves. Angela gets mad at them. Angela kills them. Just like lather, rinse, repeat for an hour. Yeah, and 16 minutes. No, the last 16 minutes are when the local hot guy, Sean, and Molly, who's the like uh, cute girl, whatever. She's the final girl. She is the final girl. Literally, minute one, Sergio was like, oh, she's going to survive because she's wearing like a smock instead of like a she's crop top. a pilgrim smock <laughs> yeah. in this cabin that has like... You know, brawless girls. Yeah, there's literally a girl who slept naked and she's just like wandering around shirtless. Mm-hmm. As if there's not a care in the world. Mm-hmm. Just displaying the girls on high. Uh-huh. So yeah, she was actually wearing clothes and very conservative clothes. And he's like, oh, I, I know how this movie's going to go. Um, she's the one who's actually played by Renee Estevez, who's Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen's sister. Oh, I thought that we were going to say his daughter. Um, no. I didn't know they had a sister. Yeah, the world still doesn't know. <laughs> Well, but good for her for staying out of the limelight. Sleepaway Camp too. Good for her. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, so what's happening? Oh, so uh, she has a like a tentative flirtation with this like the most attractive person in the movie. His name is Sean. Yeah, he's all American. Just think. Sure. Just think he's of an all American quarterback. Yeah, all American. Thirty years old. <laughs> way too old 30. to be a. He's like twenty 
six? Maybe. He is just definitely not camp age. Uh-huh. As is, I assume, the through line that connects it to the original sleepaway camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so um, Angela gets fired for sending everybody home, yeah. which is what she says happens when she just murders the hell out uh-huh. of people. And nobody seems to care or notice. I mean, well, she does get fired for it, so I guess somebody cares. Yeah. Um, Uncle, Uncle John. Joe. Was it Joe or no, John? It's Uncle John, okay. the guy who runs the camp, and I guess he writes the bathroom readers in his spare time. Um, is that a white people joke? Do you not? What's a bathroom reader? It's like these little books with like little trivias and stuff called Uncle John's Bathroom Reader, and you put them in the bathroom and you read them while you're pooping. No. Okay. I know that like some people put like racist comics and stuff in the bathrooms. What? I read that in a book once. I don't know if it's a real thing. Okay. Was it Hillbilly Elegy? No. They were just up on what their racism. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, there so, goes that joke. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, that just really just killed everything, you just didn't it? it. Um, so Angela gets fired. She goes moping off to her like private place. Um, Molly and Sean follow her up there to try to comfort her, and they both discover that the abandoned cabin, like a mile away from camp, is where she's been storing the dead bodies of all the mm-hmm. campers that she murdered. And like that moment of the the switch of them trying to comfort Angela, and then realizing they need to be saved from her. Um, creates some okay tension for a couple minutes. Um, still a one out of five, but that's the one part where I'm like, okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's your campiness score for this movie? My campiness score will be, uh, I was torn between a three and a four. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to give it three for right now. And if during the course of this conversation, it goes higher then just that's so be it. Okay. Um, I gave it a three. Any reasons? I want to hear your score. Fine. Um, I also gave it a three out of five perms. Woohoo. It's in no way as campy as the original Sleepaway Camp. I thought this one was campier. Um, the original Sleepaway Camp was... I, I, I'm going to drive myself crazy by saying the word camp over and over and over again. Uh-huh. But um, the original Sleepaway Camp was like this beautifully, miraculously campy thing with dudes wearing crop tops and super short shorts and playing baseball and like all this crazy stuff. The pedophile cook who's friends with James Earl Jones' dad. Uh-huh. And it's just a crazy movie. Uh-huh. I thought the death scenes in this movie were particularly campy. Yes. No, like that's really where it gets... That's where it earns its britches. No, you're right. There is a lot of camp to it. As a direct-to-video slasher movie in the late 80s, this was 88, I believe, um, there is a kind of an inherent amount of camp to that. And she's one of them uh, quipping killers that came out after Freddy Krueger rose to prominence. Yeah. Where they kill someone, they say a little pun about it. Although Those were fun. Those were fun, you have to admit. Her quips are the most milquetoast things, though. She's like, better clean up your bunk, or like whatever. Yeah. It's not really jokes or anything i should have killed her first she should have been the first to go yeah there was only one moment where there were these two boys who were going to sneak up on her girls while they were like out um like tent camping out in the woods and she kills one and the other one's like no stop please and she's like nope once i start a task i always finish (laughs) which i think is like a fun like peppy counselor thing Uh to say yeah. That was kind of her character. The reason why I thought that one was so good, because you're right, it was good. Uh, the reason why is because she, like, Je- Pamela Springsteen uh-huh. gave good pep. She was yeah. sweet, sugar, everything nice. Um, and that's why that line was so good. Yeah. When she had um, to be funny, not so much. No. Well, I think the thing about Pamela Springsteen, not a great actress, and that is fine. Uh, she was above it. Uh, she was okay. Yeah. But the thing is, her face is 
she's got like little chipmunk cheeks and she looks very cheerful. Yeah, I think Amy Acker from Angel. Sure. Um, <laughs> but her face is also like very angular in a very strange way. So like what there's a certain way that she shifts her face like when it it turns from like beautiful smiling to like very creepy like sunken skull smiling like mm-hmm. in the shape of the same gesture she's making. Mm-hmm. Um, so her her face was perfect for this role. Um, I think she's un like I don't want to say unconventional because she's a very attractive woman, but yeah. like her face just lends itself to going from z- zero to like being sweet and sh- you know nice yeah. to like crazy. And crazy pants. Yeah, and I want to say she, uh, minus the murder situation, she's actually a pretty good camp counselor. <laughs> um, because Molly, explain yourself. Molly, the virginal final girl, is the one who's having a lot of trouble, and she's like tentatively dating this boy, and she's just like nervous, and the like skanky girl wants to get with the same guy, and um, Pamela is as Angela is very like comforting to her, and she's like, no, I'll take care of you. I'm here to guide you. She counsels her mm-hmm. like an RA uh-huh. and like she just is very supportive okay and I, I don't know I just really admired her in those scenes I was like she's doing a great job with this one girl that she's not stabbing in the face uh-huh well I guess that's a good point to make um yeah I don't okay. know if we can say that she's a good counselor because of all the things that she did in those clearly other she scenes. Appre- clearly she appreciated someone who was willing to go the extra mile and put in some effort. Because uh-huh. the only reason that she was so nice to Molly was because Molly was, quote unquote, someone who followed the books, you know, played by the books. Yeah. She liked to read some books, I assume. Sure. Um, I didn't see any books, but I did see a uh, a Poison album cover p- taped to the wall. Was that Molly's? Uh, no, it wasn't. It was probably I one of the other girls. Yeah. Anyway, so what else is happening? Oh, right in, like way too late in the movie i noticed that half the characters are named after the actors from the breakfast club that was a fun get yeah because um ali is the like uh skanky girl um molly is the final girl um then there's two of the boys are emilio and judd and that's the moment because he's like oh you seen where emilio and judd went and i was like oh it's the breakfast club Um, and everyone has names like that, and it's pretty amusing. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also a Sean and a Phoebe. Yeah, n- n- they they just kind of moved into a general topic of 80s actors at that point, mm-hmm. like Phoebe Cates and Sean Penn, and there's a TC for Tom Cruise. Oh, that's what TC was? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because that name Tom made no Cruise sense. Tom Cruise was big in the 80s? Yeah. I don't know. So one more thing about Campinus that I loved is the character of Allie, who's the girl who gets her boobs out all the time and is very sexually promiscuous and whatnot. Um, she has the most aggressive sex I have ever seen in the camp bathroom with this soccer player guy. Uh-huh. So they're like, for some reason, they don't seem to have figured out that they can lie down while fornicating. It's a bathroom. Well, they have like a blanket set out. Did they? Yeah. I didn't see that. So they're like standing and just like, um, Sergio and I just watched this parody romantic comedy called They Came Together that David Wayne and Michael Showalter made. Uh-huh. And Starring. there's Amy Poehler and Paul Rudd. Okay. There's a part where they're like aggressively making out and like knocking over lamps and just like kind of making fun of the sweeping everything off the desk mentality in rom-coms. Uh-huh. But this scene felt like it was out of They Came Together because they're like knocking over this table that has a bunch of things of like Comet cleaner and they're just like smashing into the sink in a trash can. Uh-huh. And then they get in the bathroom stall and she like props her leg up at like a 45 degree angle. It's crazy. Uh-huh. It's really intense. And that was very amusing. Uh-huh. 
One thing that I enjoyed from the sex scene though was that she got hers. She did. You know, she was a very she was a strong <laughs> I can't get through that. But um you know, she got hers. She was she knew what she wanted. Uh-huh. Good for her. Yeah. You go Allie. Yeah, cuz Allie Sheedy. Yes. Anyway, so what's your FX score? 2. 2 out of 5 what's? Cabins, Springsteen's. Sure, whatever. Okay, why? Why do you, oh, why? I'm um, sorry. Uh, good makeup. You, you've it. done enough of these episodes. What? I like to hear your score after my score. Okay. I this also has happened it. a number of times where I'm like, oh, I, like I'm waiting, and you're like, well, why? No, because you're supposed to explain yourself, but you don't. Um, I give it two out of five. Uh, I don't know, outhouse drownings. <laughs> that was really gross. That wasn't that gross. The girl gets drowned in the outhouse and she comes up like begging for air and she's all covered in poop. And leeches. And and leeches don't for some reason. Leeches. Why are there leeches in this bathroom? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just where they live. Um Okay, that's that's fair. Why would you give what would it what affects it out? Um I don't know. What the favorite death? Like what would yours be? My favorite death? Um, I haven't come up with one yet. Okay. I think my favorite death in terms of just how it was executed is a pretty simple one. Um, these two characters that are trying to freak out um, the girls they dress as uh-huh. Freddie and Jason, but uh-huh. like dime store generic versions of them. Uh-huh. Um, literally, the Freddie guy, I think, has baloney on his face. Uh-huh. Um, but he has like a little Freddie glove that Angela finds and she slashes his throat. And it's a pretty good effect uh-huh. on that one. And oh, the gurgling sound he makes after is pretty intense uh-huh. and kind of horrifying. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, I'm going to go a little bit earlier in the movie. I think it's our second death sequence. Okay. And that's when the sisters die. Um, oh, the the Schoenter? I don't know, something Shokti. like that. There were like twin sisters who were constantly drunk and high and fornicating. Yeah. Um, uh, Which she cannot stand. Exactly. Angela finds them or finds one of them passed out drunk and the other one drunk and like having sex or making out with Raphael. R- Ralph. Ralph. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> presumably named after uh, Karate Kid dude Ralph Wiggum What? Ralph no Wiggum. The guy from Karate Kid What the hell I for- I'm blanking on his name Which I shouldn't be Ralphie? No his- Ralph Nader Oh my god Just keep saying what you're saying Um. Yeah and so uh, I don't know I guess the other girl Who was fornicating Passes out at some point Or whatever Um. And then like it cuts to the next scene and somebody, one of the sisters wakes up. I don't know which one because... They're twins uh, and we don't even know their names. Yeah. Um, Ralph Macchio. Ralph Macchio. Good job. Uh, so one of them, like she wakes up and she sits up and she sees like a burned body. It's like a skeleton. It's a it's just, charred skeleton. Yeah, it's like a charred... She was out for a minute. Black skeleton. Uh-huh. Um, and then she's like, what's going to happen? And she's like freaking out, trying to escape. And then she's lit on fire. And I thought that one was pretty cool. Yeah, she wakes up on a grill, like mm-hmm. on one of those barbecue grills. Mm-hmm. And she's, I don't know if you noticed, but sh- she was covered in joints. Oh, I didn't notice like, that. Like Angela took all her weed and like poured them all over her body. <laughs> I didn't notice that. I noticed her like pour all the liquor on her. Yeah, that too. And she used the liquor as the catalyst for this fire. Uh-huh. It, was, um, it, it, was a, it was a creative kill. Good job uh-huh. remembering that. Also, I loved, um, because, you know, Angela's excuse after killing everyone is, oh, I sent them home. Mm -hmm. Oh, I sent this girl home. She sent everyone in her cabin home. It's just her and Molly at one point. Uh Um, But there's one girl who's complaining. She's like, I hate this art class. I want to go home. Let me go home. And literally, they just send her home. (laughs) And her credit, what's her credit? uh, 
her credit is literally like girl sent home played by Susie whatever uh-huh. <laughs> but it was so fun I thought Angela was gonna kill her and I don't know if it was a purposeful joke but it was pretty funny that she was the one girl who actually literally got sent home uh-huh. that girl was wise beyond her years she was quite a few kids who um want to leave camp feel that if they don't leave camp they're gonna die there for uh-huh. whatever reason because they're dramatic and over the top mm-hmm. but she knew that she would have died had she stayed yeah she was uh, either of boredom or of Pamela. <laughs> yeah, get out while died. the going is good. Oh, effects. Um, as much as the kills are fun, the effects aren't very good, just in general. I thought the makeup um, was okay. It was fine. It's just... it's There's some good blood and some good splashes. It's cheap and subpar and fine. Yeah, it's good direct-to-video. It's good direct-to-video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like, the, the throat slash was the only one that I really think was, like, mm-hmm. a great effect. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the scene at the end with all the bodies. Yeah, uh, and the one that was very clearly breathing yeah. like she was napping. Well, unlike the skeleton, she actually had to be there for that shot. Oh, yeah. No, she, so, um, the, the the token black camper who is dead, mm-hmm. um, it's cutting to shots of all the bodies, and she's breathing like she just ran a marathon. She's like, <gasps> and I'm like, I think she's not dead. Yeah. Um. But later on, there's a part where Molly, the final girl, like falls off a cliff and she hits the ground and you don't know if she's dead or not. And I'm like, she's breathing, but I literally <laughs> don't know if that means she's alive or dead. Yeah. Um, the girl the, who was breathing, you know, the black girl, um, African-American female, uh, uh-huh. she was um, she really didn't need to die. Because she didn't really do anything bad. No, she didn't. Oh, she oh, because she she found out that the girls weren't home. Yeah, but she, it wasn't like she was suspicious at any one point. She was just mentioning it like offhand to Angela, like oh, like yeah, this weird thing happened to me, and uh-huh. I was like fine with it. But then I called so and so's mom, and she was like, they also haven't showed up at home. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I was okay with it. And then I called. She just like went down the laundry list, uh-huh. and like she was not suspicious at all. She didn't care to mention it to Uncle Joe. Yeah, like, that she was, was weird. just she could have survived out of her own ignorance. But she did not. Oh, that was a great scene, actually. Because while this girl is yammering on about mm-hmm. this long chain of people she called, Angela um, does not have a weapon on her. So she locks the door to the cabin and is just picking up a bunch of stuff from the girls' bunks to see if they would make good weapons. Uh-huh. Like, she tests the tensile strength of, like, a wire hanger. Uh-huh. And she picks up a pencil and makes some stabbing motions. She has a pair of, like, little scissors, safety scissors. Yeah, and eventually she uses a guitar string to strangle the girl. But it was a pretty fun scene of, like, how slashers get their creative, silly weapons. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, uh, my, my favorite quip was the hot boyfriend, Sean, he gets beheaded. And then she stuffs his head inside a broken TV. And so when the final girl wakes up, she's like, don't worry about Sean. You're you're too good for him. There's other fish in the sea. And then she's like, oh, speak of the devil. Look, Sean's on TV. <laughs> and it, I don't know. It really tickled me. Okay. Because he's in the TV. He was on the TV. He was. He was in the TV. Yep. Um. So, what's your quality score? Uh, this one's tough. I was really wavering between a two and a three. Cause really, it's, I got yeah. four. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I landed on a three, but I really want to hear why I did four. I feel like this is the first slasher franchise that I dig. Okay, I'm happy about that. I don't know if I'll like number three as much, but that's my statement. Um, in my recollection, three is slightly better than two. Okay. So, they were actually both filmed at the same time with um. Pamela, I think on the same camp and both with Pamela, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they're That's pretty. A big get. You gotta get her. <laughs> you gotta use her while you can. Yeah. Um. So they're pretty consistent in their crummy half quality. <laughs> mm. Um. 
yeah so okay great i'm glad you enjoyed it i'm gonna ask you a little bit more about that in a sec but i want to say why i gave it a three like it's just um it's a little too plotless for me like there uh there are kills and they're fun but there's just kind of nothing more to yeah. it there's no reason um, to be afraid for these kills yeah um you know who the killer is from like the first two minutes of the film uh-huh um and i guess at that point you're kind of just rooting for her yeah well no see the thing is um the because f- it totally changes the dynamic of the first movie the first movie is not a great whodunit but still a whodunit mm-hmm. and it's based around this crazy twist and this kind of like psychosexual situation so there's a lot of actual tensions going on and this one is a very straightforward like peppy camp counselor is a murderer movie mm-hmm. and there's not any nuance to it mm-hmm. and while it's still a fun slasher it's not one that I want to return to again and again and again, like really quickly. Uh Um, It's totally acceptable in every way as like a dumb slasher movie, but it's just not enough to like rise above the other ones for me. Uh huh. Okay. I get what you're saying. Um, mm, At the risk of eroding your analysis to the first movie. Yes. I absorbed that once you explained it to me, but that wasn't what I viewed it as. Uh I viewed it as a fun throwaway slasher campy film. Like you gave it a four or five for the camp. Something uh, like that. For that one. And so I just view that one through that same lens okay. as, like, camp nostalgia. And that's why I gave it as high a score as I did. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, that's fair. And I'm so glad you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I just think it doesn't have that special spark for me. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's one of the better crappy direct-to-video slashers. But it's just not one that has, like, a defining moment that I think about. Okay. You know? You're um, analyzing it in terms of film. I'm analyzing it in terms of camp and fun. Yeah. I mean, I, j- I think it's very charming. It's just kind of thin. For uh-huh. me. But yeah, uh, three out of five. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good movie. Okay. It's, it's, it's amusing if you're into the 80s slasher mm-hmm. milieu. If you're a fan of the boss. Yeah, sure. I'm sure there are probably a few Springsteen fans who ventured this far into obsessive fandom mm-hmm. to watch Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. I would. I saw Lady Gaga's sister's student film. Really? No. Okay. Does she have a sister? Yes. Natalie. Natalie Portman? Natalie Germanata. Sure. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. I'm Paul's so- up. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. I'm so glad you enjoyed this that I'm actually going to give you a choice. Next week, I was thinking about watching Blood Rage, which is like a Thanksgiving slasher movie. Um, but if you want, we can just watch Sleepaway Camp 3 instead. That's fine with me. Sleepaway Camp 3? Yeah. Okay, great. Um, so next week we'll be watching Sleepaway Camp 3 Teenage Wasteland, <laughs> um, which is another great title. Makes no sense. Um, we'll see Pamela Springsteen again in her cool, awesome hair. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to like put a cap on this franchise. I'm going to pretend Return to Sleepaway Camp does not exist because it's terrible. Okay. Um, and it's not in the 80s, so it doesn't matter. Um, but anyway, if you want to contact us, tell us about your opinions about the whole Sleepaway Camp uh, trilogy and or quadrilogy. Um, you can find us on Twitter. And or quadrilogy? Yeah. There's a story there. No, I just said it. The fourth one that I hate and I want to ignore it. Okay. Yeah. That's the story. Yeah, I that's like the it. whole story. I like it. Um, um, you can find us on Twitter at Scream101Pod. Find us on Facebook at Scream101Podcast. You can email us at Scream101Podcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes. Subscribe, rate, and review us. In your review, tell us your favorite scary movie, and we'll read it out on the show, and we'll talk about it. Um, that's a fun thing we can do. 
Um, and do I have anything else to say? Oh, our theme song is A Beat For You by Pseudo Echo off their album Autumnal Park. And I feel like after practice pronouncing that, because I listened back to our last episode and I'm pretty sure I said a, a tub bowl or something. I, I don't you know. added a whole other letter that wasn't there? Yeah, I don't know what was going on. Um, but yeah, until next week uh, when we revisit camp, whatever the hell camp she goes to in the third one. Arawak. Arawak, Rolling Hill. Good luck on your journey through the woods. Stay gold, everybody. Bye. Huh? Uh, does anybody who listens to this podcast, like, have you read Infinite Jest? And if so, can you recommend it to us if it's good or not? Let us know, know in the reviews. <laughs> sure. Um, actually, Sergio, I, I think uh, now that I'm recording, you should read the excerpt of Infinite Jest you were just reading to me. Chok, 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 Jokes. It was jokes. There's jokes forever. That's the Infinite Jest, really. Yeah. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Dave. And we are the co-hosts of Cast Party. It's a freewheeling pop culture conversation. I am an online media mogul. And I'm not. I'm a drama teacher. Yes, in fact, my drama teacher. We kind of transplant the conversations that we have every time we hang out and do a podcast, and we hope you like it. Check it out. Enjoy at podpeople.me. That was that was really fun and not awkward at all. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>